As we enter a new month, we have a new mission, and it's the harvest, the gathering up, processing, and storing of food for the upcoming winter. Until the birth of grocery stores, refrigeration, and freezing, this was the focus at this time of the year, and I think we should bring some of that back. We've lost touch with the natural rhythm of life and traded convenience for congruence with nature. Don't get me wrong, I love modern conveniences, but if you know me, you know that I do enjoy more traditional methods of food preparation, and this is a time when I harvest my garden's bounty. I can freeze and prepare my food for the winter and begin to think about cooler temperatures and warmer clothes. As we enter September, we break free from the intense retrograde activity of the last weeks of August. But we have our assignments to clean up, clear out, restore, and restock our energy. September's theme is convergence as these energies come together and we have yet another opportunity to assess our ascension path from a new angle, working from the desired outcome back to the present. There's a futuristic note to this month's seven vibe and multitasking on a multidimensional level is going to get us where we want to be. Let's discuss it in the September Energy Report. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Hoffman, former business, finance, and technology expert turned spiritual warrior and High Vibes Living mentor. And I want to show you how to engage your High Vibes Living to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience via my weekly Enlightening Life newsletter and my leading-edge programs, masterclasses, accurate intuitive sessions, and the best life and energy coaching available anywhere. I'm the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention, and the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your life brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates and energizes you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. This is the beginning of the season I truly enjoy with its cooler temperatures during the day and especially at night as the leaves change color and the sky turns that brilliant blue that you only see at this time of the year. September begins harvest season as farmers and gardeners reap the bounty of their efforts during the summer. If you've ever worked on a farm, you know that autumn is a busy season as you rush to harvest before the weather makes it difficult or ruins your crops. This is our gathering time, the time to bring in the harvest. And with the harvest comes the winnowing, where we separate the wheat from the chaff, what we want to take with us on the next part of our journey, and what's no longer relevant or resonant. And if you're a gardener like me, it's time to can, freeze, and preserve the bounty of your garden. While I do enjoy modern conveniences and the availability of grocery stores, the state of the food industry and my own thrifty nature means I make most of my food, and I stock up now. This energy report is sponsored by Energy Purpose and Soul and the Monthly Energy Toolkit. 
your essential resource for navigating the sometimes difficult and challenging energies of these ascension pathways. Each monthly energy toolkit contains a detailed report on the month's energies with additional insights on the energy themes and how to use them to your best advantage. You also receive an energy activation with a guided meditation, themed wallpapers for your desktop and phone, two clarifying calls each month with Jennifer where you can ask questions, and a month-end spiritual Saturday community call where you can connect with other members in the energy, purpose, and soul community. It's the resource you need each month for peace of mind and heart, empowered intention, and aligning with each month's energies in the best and most beneficial way. To learn more, visit enlighteninglife.com forward slash EPS member. September is for action with an eye on both the past and the future, taking stock of where we've come from with an equally discerning eye on where we're going next. We're preparing for the future as we are simultaneously winding down the past. So this is not a month for solitude, solitary contemplation, meditation, or spending too much time reviewing the past in spite of September's retrogrades and its seven vibe. This is a month for the future, opening new pathways and considering other options as we look for what we've been creating on our life path to date. Even with a hefty slate of retrograde action, September is a month to take action, to be part of the action, and create our own action as we embrace our power and empowerment and light our own path. September 7th is a vibration, which is the number of the seeker. So many astrologers say it's a time for introspection, solitude, and contemplation. And I disagree strongly. In fact, I have to tell you that I actually read my September energy report from 2022 from last year. And I basically said the same thing last year as I did this year, because this is a big retrograde time. So astrologers will tell you, you know, in a standard way, well, you know, it's retrograde. So you have to pull back. Again, I heartily disagree. To be honest, I'm tired of being told to contemplate, rest, go inward, and stop every single month. And not just this month, but if you read certain astrologers, they never tell you to take action. So when are you supposed to get anything done? As an Aries, this goes against my nature. But just as many astrologers tell you to avoid doing anything while Mercury is retrograde, which it is now. And that aspect encompasses up to 39 weeks a year. There are only 52 weeks in a year. Does this mean that I only have 13 weeks a year to get stuff done? Poppycock, or bollocks, as my UK friends would say, and in Australia. In France, we would say n'importe quoi. Let's take a look at number seven as the number of the harvest and future directed action. Seven is between the six, the number of descension, which we had in August, and eight, the number of infinite regeneration and renewal. 2023 is a seven year, so we have a double seven energy this month. According to many astrologers, we should all be comatose for the month, but we're going to take a different route because we like taking action. And there are a few things about September's energy that make this a perfect month to put it in gear, put the pedal to the metal, and get out of the driveway. Do you remember the big energy downloads of August, which was a six month? I know there was a lot of energy moving because I spent a lot of time cooking, cleaning, organizing, and catching up on old projects. This September, we are not going to use the seven energy to meditate and spend time in solitude. 
and we'll address Virgo season in a minute. We're going to use the seven energy for harvest, winnowing, separating, deciding, and taking intentional, direct, and guided action towards the future. And if you're a silent suffering Virgo, we're going to express the empowered mastery side of Virgo, not the martyred healer, and act as a source of inspiration and being of service, not the obedient service who is in service. This month's seven vibe is many things, harvesting, gathering, planning the future, taking action, and managing our change and transformation. Once again, I looked at the tarot cards for inspiration, which I have done a couple times this year, but I've never done that in the 20 years that I've been writing this newsletter. So the fact that I was guided to do that is kind of interesting. We're going to look at the 16, which is the 1 plus 6 of September 2023, and that's the tower card, the card of misfortune, calamity, and unstoppable change. I always think of the tower as being the force that comes into play when you avoid, delay, resist, or prevent change from happening until it just happens by itself, usually in a rather disastrous way, because through our delay tactics, we've lost control of the process. And if you consider the energy theme of September, which is convergence, it's best to be in action mode and in control of the process as the driver rather than trying to keep up and take notes while the process is careening down the road with no one at the wheel. What I want to share with you, and if you're reading the article, this is what I'm referring to, is the story of how someone who was extremely process-oriented in one of my university classes was very nearly seriously hurt because she refused to acknowledge our warnings. It's a rather funny story that does have a happy ending. So I was in one of those large like 101 series classes it was I think marketing or something like that 101 there are hundreds of people in the class it's held in a big auditorium it's just a big lecture class well in this auditorium it was huge there was an enormous screen I mean we're talking about 30 or 40 feet tall and it was basically a large piece of reflective fabric that was suspended from the ceiling but as we found out it was actually uh, fastened to a large frame with what eventually looked to be like big snaps. And in this particular class, the professor who needed to keep control of the class was very process-minded. You came to class, you were on time, you had your work, you listened to the lecture, she would allow for Q&A at some point at, 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 towards the end, but you were quiet. And if you weren't quiet, you know, you didn't follow her process, she basically kicked you out of class. She was very much by the book, very serious, it, it, and, and I guess she had to be because she had a lot of students, and she was teaching you know, freshmen, again, it was a freshman class, so she didn't think it was a very interesting class, but this one day we were in class, we were all sitting there, and she was lecturing, and I hear this pop sound, and I look at, and I'm thinking, where does that noise come from? And all of a sudden, we see that the projector screen is kind of unsnapping itself. Now, this is a huge piece of fabric. It's at least 30 feet wide by at least 40 or 50 feet tall. It was huge. Well, she can't see it because she's on the stage facing us and it's happening behind her. So we're trying to wave her and say, you know, look, point to the back, point to the back. Well, in this huge auditorium, she couldn't hear us very well. She thought we were being rowdy. She starts 
to get angry. And as she's talking, this thing is unsnapping itself. So somebody runs up, grabs her hand, pulls her off the stage, just as this whole screen completely falls down with a big crash. Of course, the whole auditorium got really quiet. And the professor, you know, is a little bit shaken. So, of course, she cancels class because we didn't have any more projecting. She was just too upset to continue class. She cancels class. And, you know, and those of us who were concerned went up to her and said, are you okay? Do we need to get anything? Somebody had some water. We gave her some water. And she was, you know, quite visibly shaken by this thing that had just happened. But basically, we saved her life. The next class was completely different. She was actually pleasant. She laughed. She talked about the incident. She thanked all of us for warning her and kind of used it as a teaching aid. But it was interesting because she was so fixated on the process, on maintaining order in the classroom. Again, she had a really big class. But making sure that she was in control, she lost the ability to connect with us. And in so doing, very nearly got hurt. But also, she lost the connection with us. Never really tried to establish a connection with the class other than you're in class, I'm going to teach you, you're going to get your credit, and then you're going to leave, and then that's it. I don't want to see you anymore. It was an interesting experience in breaking the process, in doing something different, in allowing a different energy to come forward, but also in being aware of not everybody who yells out in class is trying to be disruptive. Sometimes they're trying to tell you that, hey, you better get off the stage because the screen is falling down and you're going to get hurt. So it is a kind of a funny story for those of us who were watching it from the auditorium, from the seats. It was very odd. I'd never heard of this happening before. But, you know, for those of us who were trying to warn her and she was completely disregarding us, you know, thinking we were just being unruly or we were just being disrespectful. Uh, when she finally realized that we were serious and something serious was happening, it just completely changed her perspective. The tower card, to me, represents the divine retribution meted out to people and situations whose arrogance and hubris lead them to believe that they are above everyone else, that there's no consequence to their actions, or that they can do whatever they want and act out of integrity with the divine nature of the universe and blithely act out of entitlement and a sense of their own importance. Well, as the old saying goes, pride goeth before a fall, and some of these people are going to see a spectacular end to the path they've been on, and they will fall from their ivory towers with a resounding thump. Maybe they should have spent time preparing their wings instead of padding their bank accounts. And I'm not talking about only politicians or global figures here, although they are included in the mix. I'm talking about some people in the self-help and spiritual communities and general overall coaching communities who've been acting without any sense of ethics or integrity, divine or material, or regard for their audiences. I always thought that about Sylvia Brown, someone who could have done great things, but who ended up just being another grifter. And then one day I read that she passed away. She's not the only one this has happened to in the past 20 years. Another one is Doreen Virtue, the former angel diva who had been a leading Hay House author and producer of many books on spiritual topics and suddenly decided she no longer believed in that work and made her very vocal and radical exit from the spiritual industry. To be honest, I found it very disingenuous of her to badmouth an industry that made her a multimillionaire many times over and then go after the Christian market in the same way. 
This is going to be the case for many people, although most won't pass away. They're going to see a quick end to their audience and their presence. Now, if you've been following me for any length of time, I said to you in the very beginning, back in early 2004, that there would come a time when we have a changing of the guard, when the old teachers will dis disappear and new ones will take their place. There have been a lot of get-rich-quick people. There have been a lot of schemers. There have been a lot of grifters and people who were truly dishonest and very disingenuous in this space. And I've been watching quite a few of them for over the past several years and knowing that their time is coming. I know you're not one of those, but if you're looking at these people and thinking, how are they doing this? What is going on here? And you know, as I do, that they're not very honest and they're certainly not very ethical. Their time is coming, and this is the tower card, this card of September, that is going to mete out divine justice and divine retribution. September's energy will bring about the endings and closure that you have avoided, ignored, or resisted, and now the forces of the universe will conspire together to make this a reality for you. After August's inflection point energy, this is going to take us farther down the path of transformation and ground our new paths in our reality because as everything comes together or converges, it will either catapult us into a new path or make us realize that our current path is no longer relevant, resonant, sustainable, or bearable. Convergence means to come together, but not as in a friendly gathering. For us this month, it means the paths that we have worked so hard to keep separate and apart are going to merge. Let's look at a few examples. Your intentions for yourself and your life that compete for your time and attention with your responsibilities and commitments to others. This is all going to converge and something is going to come out on top. Whether you are taking care of other people and disregarding your own needs or putting your focus and time and attention on something and not on something else, all these energies converge and you will realize that something has to give. Your plans to someday do something or take care of something suddenly become today's priorities. The conversations and decisions you've avoided because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, make waves, or cause problems become today's topics of discussion simply because you can't take it anymore. The job you've wanted to quit gets rid of you and makes it necessary for you to start that business you've been avoiding for a long time or change careers or change industries, even though it's what you want. And the life changes you've been considering from a distance suddenly become your top concern or consideration because you get sick, a deadline looms, or the foundation drops out of whatever you've been using to support your life and lifestyle. This includes the end of relationships, living arrangements, where you live and who you live with, and your life choices that were once the best thing for you now no longer work, make sense, or are desirable. What was once part of the convergence of energies in your life, where you did your best to bring energies together and force them to cooperate, are now divergent. They are expressing their true nature and the result is like an orchestra where every instrument is playing a different song. We can spend a lot of time maneuvering ourselves into place before we make any actual move, and that can be a problem. In our attempts to set ourselves up for the perfect landing, we circle aimlessly around the situation, waiting for the right moment to move or set things in motion. 
Can you imagine being on an airplane and approaching your destination, plotting how you're going to run through the airport because you have a connecting flight? And the pilot spends an hour circling around the airport trying to maneuver the plane for the perfect landing. I've been in many airplanes and the passengers are willing to tolerate some rough bumpy landings as long as the plane lands safely and they can leave to complete the next part of their journey. So if you're looking at your current situation, are you making maneuvers or moves? Are you planning for the right moment or taking action now? I'm not suggesting that you act without adequate preparation. I'm saying that endless preparation does not prepare you to act. It just lets you think you are. All of this convergent is supported by the extraordinary number of retrogrades we have as September opens, which includes all the planets, either by retrograde or association with the sun and moon included, even though they never technically go retrograde. This doesn't last all month as Venus goes direct on September 3rd, but Jupiter goes retrograde on September 4th in Taurus, Venus's sign of rulership. So it does maintain some of its retrograde energy by association. Retrogrades mean that the planets go back over ground they've already covered, allowing us to reconsider and review the path we took during their direct motion. If you've noticed for the past few months, we've been covering a lot of old ground, reviewing past choices and decisions and reviewing them for and looking for relevance and resonance. Pay attention to those two words as they become very important this month and through the rest of the year. September's new moon on the 15th is in Virgo, reminding us that 3D karma is one choice for our path, but 5D creation is another choice we can make. It's up to us whether we are facing the past or the present, and we can't face in both directions. If we face the past, our back is to the present. If we face the present, our back is to the past. The past contains useful information that can guide us in the present, but it can't be our driving force unless we want to stay in the karmic cycles, healings, and repeats of the past. On the 21st, we have the autumn equinox spring for those of you in the southern hemisphere when the sun moves into libra isn't it interesting that in a month when we're facing big choices and decisions convergence and choosing between the past and the present that the sign of balance libra makes its entrance this reminds us that every choice requires balance not equality or equity but the synergistic flow of spiritual and material human and divine of giving and receiving so that our energetic bank account is never overdrawn or depleted. And on the 29th, we have a full moon in Aries, which is going to inspire us to wrap up September with a final frenzy of action before we move into October and an eclipse cycle. I have said this is a month to prepare for the future, and we should, even though the only moment we have is the present moment, which is the moment in which we're breathing. Everything we do is in preparation for the future because the future is any moment beyond the present moment. I was thinking about that and the perspective I have on this comes from French, which is my native language, which has two words to represent the future. Le futur is a noun and refers to a specific moment in time, situation, or an event in an upcoming time frame. But another word for future is avenir, which means what is to come, avenir. 
This is a more fluid, unpredictable, and less rigid way to refer to the future, and it's a good word for September. Think of what is to come rather than this fixed point at some distant point in time that maybe you're dreading. What is to come allows for more fluid movement. It allows for energy to flow. It allows for course corrections and it allows for you to feel like you have a greater input and impact on what is to come. What we do in the present moment creates an energetic pathway for what is to come. You know that if we plan for the future and set those plans in stone, they won't work the way we anticipated. Instead, if we look at the future as what is to come and set the energies in motion to create a most benevolent outcome and allow for some course corrections, we'll get something that closely resembles our desired intention plus a bonus. Remember my free trip to France? I got paid for going in addition to getting this free trip, and that was a bonus, something that I actually needed too. September is the end point of this high energy period which began in May, in what I've been predicting to be a period of great chaos and change, and it has been. It's not over yet. A lot has been revealed and most is to come, along with the action of resolution as these dark agendas converge into a brilliant flash of light. It makes me think of the old Star Wars TV series when they try to avoid having the matter and antimatter engines collide. This is the dark forces colliding with the truth and the forces of light, and it's not going to be pretty or fun for those who are pushing the dark agendas. If you wanted vindication, this may be it, and at the very least, it will be fun to watch the ivory towers tumble and their arrogant occupants along with them. As I stated earlier, September is not a month to sit back, relax, go on a silent retreat, although personally I have never understood why anyone would want to do that, meditate, or spend too much time contemplating the past. It's a month for intentional action, directed transformation, clearing out, cleaning up, stocking up, establishing boundaries, and choosing the path of the martyred healer or the empowered master. I know which one I prefer. How about you? And remember, you never make a wrong choice or a bad choice. Every choice feels like the right and best one at the time you make it. It's only afterwards, after you live with the consequences of your choices, that you judge them. Don't do that. Let the convergence energy of September show you what's working now and what's beyond its use-by date, and then make course corrections accordingly with loving attention to what is in your highest and best good and leaving all criticism and judgment out of the process. And it's time for you to remember that you always do your best. You are your best source of inspiration and you achieve balance when you let relevance and resonance figure into your choices and decisions and insist that you receive as much as you give because you deserve to have a life filled with joy that you enjoy. Have a great month and make it happen this month. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. 
Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.